Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into the Sunday Gospels reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Father Rob Gallia. And I'm Denny Sullivan. And this podcast is presented to you by FRG Ministry. So welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, this beautiful Day, yeah, still in isolation, and we're t- we're here to. I'm in Melbourne at the moment, and Danielle's in. I'm in Shepherdet, and it is a beautiful sunny day. So I'm so excited for getting out in the front yard today. Oh wow, um, mm-hmm. it really is sunny. I tried to mow the lawn yesterday, but it hasn't grown much. I don't know. This Are time you, of the like, year, it doesn't grow as much as in summer. I'm just maybe concerned that you're looking for something to do. So you just have to do it every second day and you're not actually giving yeah. it a chance to grow. No, well, I, I usually during winter and during summer, I mow the lawn every week because um, it's I have a tiny patch of grass. But uh, this, uh, I've been trying every two weeks and it's still not growing. So, But it's still it's green. It's nice and green and beautiful, yeah. but difficult. Um, it's not very long. I, yeah, I'm feeling a bit offended that it's not growing anyway. It's not you, it's the season. Yeah, it's yeah. not a personal like vendetta that your grass has against you. Yeah, okay. I won't take I it personally then. <laughs> and how about yourself? Anything exciting um, happening in, in your home isolation? Not really. It was my parents' wedding anniversary on the weekend, Woo! actually. I know, very exciting. 33 years. 33 so that was years. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And you're 37, so. so... <laughs> no, I'm joking. Wow. She's not, she's wow. not 37. She's... I'm 26. <laughs> 26. Like I pa- I paused there for a moment because I I forgot. You forgot. Yeah. Um yeah, so that was exciting. Dad made a beautiful roast, so that was really nice. Wow. And then I think my brother made dessert. So that was a great day. Wow. What about you? Well, I I haven't seen any people. I actually this weekend I go to I work in the parish on the weekends, so during the week I just stay in the studio, I record, I work on projects, I'm working on videos, music videos and um, also just a lot of stuff for people sending me, asking me to be part of their projects. So I'm really loving this. Um, but on the weekends I get to be in the parish as well. So I get to be with the other priests, celebrate mass together, enjoy, yeah, some fellowship time. And we had an amazing meal. We take it in turns every Sunday to cook a meal for each other. So like I live with, so a seminarian, a deacon, um, and two priests. But the, like one of the priests who's 93 was a full-time chef. That was his job. Okay. That's he, he used to, that yeah, he worked on a boat on a <laughs> ship through, through um, the Pacific islands. And that was his job. He was a, a Dominican brother then. And that was his job. He cooked for, uh, for people. There you go. But, and then, and then you have uh, another priest who's like, travels the world simply just to enjoy the food so he knows his food so well and anyway they're all chefs but here's the thing next week it's my turn to cook <laughs> so i'm just researching uber eats i'm not i'm, I'm not gonna cook i don't know so it's okay if it fills them up it's allowed to be awful. yeah can i is it bad if i present it as something like i don't tell them that i cooked it but i'm not gonna tell them that i didn't cook it yeah I've found this food. <laughs> yes. How do you say? No, no. I, I suppose we have to. So anyway. Yeah, I think you should cook. Yeah. Just no, easy, you simple. can't. That you. I'm. I'm not. That, no. I don't know it's how to cook. It's not a competition. Cook. No, no. But honestly, like, I don't know how to cook. 
Um, I've cooked for myself and I, yeah, I so can just cook. Yeah, do that times four or five. <laughs> but my food, anyway, their food is excellent and I can't catch up to that. But anyway, I'll think about this. But I'm thinking of getting some Indian takeaway. I'm looking forward to that. You can just like get them to do a delivery to my house too if you want. Yeah, okay. Yeah. On the way from Shepparton yeah. to Bendigo. <laughs> Um, Danny, maybe I'll hand over to you to um, proclaim the gospel of this coming weekend, which is the fifth or the sixth Sunday, sixth, sixth Sunday of Easter. Um, let's and we're still in the book of John, which is a, a beautiful gospel. Um, it's one, it's a gospel that is so different to the rest of the gospels. Okay, um, it's not part of what they call the synoptic gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke—they shared from each other. They cheated from each other. They share a lot of information, but John is just completely other. His theology was different. His understanding was different, and he's—he was much harsher in a sense, even though he lived the gospel. It's called the Book of Miracles. So Jesus is healing. Jesus is—he was more charismatic. Okay, so this is more charismatic, but yet still his theology was so much more conservative as well. Maybe because he didn't need to, he needed to emphasize certain things, which like, for example, Matthew didn't because Matthew was written for conservative Jews already. So um, John um, explains a little bit more. So let's go, um, let's understand, let's listen to the word of God in John. All right, so the gospel reading for this Sunday comes from John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the word cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you desolate. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, you will also live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Amen. So this is interesting how he starts um, just trying to explain love. See, love is so, today is so subjective, you know, it's a love is, I feel love, therefore um, love, um, therefore I have love. Well, it, it has very little to do with that, you see, because love is not a feeling. Love is not a feeling. Love is something so much greater. And John starts the gospel, St. John starts the gospel with saying this, that love is equal to obedience. Those who love the Lord are those who are obedient to the Lord. And this is, this is not easy. You know, this is where, where the whole story, today we talk about the Holy Spirit. This is where, this is why Holy Spirit is so necessary. Holy Spirit is so absolutely essential to the Christian walk because it is impossible. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, like, it is impossible, absolutely not possible to to live up to the love that God calls us to without the Holy Spirit. And so this is, again, John starts, he starts, what were the first words of that, like the first, the first sentence? Uh, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So again, boom, straight away, 
it's not about what you say. Just because you follow Jesus, just because you serve Jesus, that's not what it's about. It's about obeying my commandments. And he's not only talking about the Ten Commandments. He's not. He's talking about every law that Jesus came to perfect. So it's not about just an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It's not about just not killing, but it's about loving and walking that extra mile and looking after the refugee and looking after the poor and looking after those who are vulnerable. And it is about caring and going out of your way like Jesus went out of your way and journeying to the cross. That is my commandment. Pick up your cross and follow me. That's a commandment that Jesus makes. It's, it's, it's not part of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt pick up thy cross. No, but it is also part of the obedience that John here is talking about that is requiring. And again, this is Jesus. You see, Jesus, how beautiful. This is where he showed us his love through obedience. Again, the, Jesus died on the cross. He didn't want to die on the cross. He didn't feel love on the cross. Oh, how lovely, uh, how beautiful it is to die on the cross today. No. It is that death that was obedience. And again, words and emotions are not enough. Have you ever been to a wedding and seen like, I mean, how, how there's a lot of feeling of love there, eh? Yeah. Actually, one of my really good friends got engaged yesterday. So that's exciting. <laughs> and there's, I, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's all like this, you know, this big celebration of love and everyone's just so happy, you know, to be there. But it's the next day and the day after that when the husband and wife are going to have to show each other through actions and through obedience to that commitment that they've made to each other that they love each other. Absolutely. Even if they don't feel the love 33 years down the line mm. for a moment when dad doesn't put his dishes away, mm. like they still choose every day to be obedient to that sacrament and to choose to love each other. Absolutely. And you see, this is a, it's, it's obedience to what? Obedience, again, to laying down your life for the person, which is what you make during your marriage vows. You know, three things. Do you promise to, to be faithful and to, to be true till death do you part? It's, are you giving yourself freely and without reservation? Are you, are you there open to life? You know, all of these obedience, it's hard. Or it's really difficult to love and not to love on your wedding day, not to love on the, in the honeymoon, not to love the day of your engagement or the few weeks after, but to love like, like you had celebrating with your parents, you know, 33 years later. And how many brothers and sisters like that got in the way and just disturbed their, their perfectly good marriage? <laughs> Please, we added to it. Yeah, yeah, of course. What a joy we are, (laughs) five of us. (laughs) But they had to go through many obstacles, and this is the obedience. Again, this is what John is talking about. It's about action, okay? Action is is a person who not who says they love their wife, their husband, and then they're abusive, verbally abusive, they're unkind, and they speak against each other, and they don't care for one another, you see? This is is love. But we're not alone, eh? Who has... The, the, the Holy Spirit has been sent to us. Do you know what the word John is using here? Well, the word that John uses is counselor, mm. but that's not the only word that they use in different translations. Mm. And there's like counselor, advocate, comforter, helper, advisor. Like it's just this big yeah. word that can't quite translate into English well enough. Yes. And it's not that there is no word in English for it. It's just there's no word that we understand today that makes sense. You see, the actual word is, is parakletos, which is a Greek, Greek word. Um, it's a person who is 
It's called, I, like you said, there are all these things like the comforter, the witness and so on. But let's, let's talk about three aspects of what this parakletos, this Holy Spirit is. Now, the Holy Spirit is given to us in baptism. Okay, the, Jesus promised his Holy Spirit because he realized that we couldn't live this Christian life, this life of love, this life of obedience without the Holy Spirit. So what does the Holy Spirit do? Let's talk about the role of the Holy Spirit. And then during the discussion, we'll talk about who or what is the Holy Spirit. But let's talk about the role of the Holy Spirit here. So when we receive the Holy Spirit at baptism, and it's not only in baptism, we can call on the Holy Spirit whenever we like, okay? We call on God and we say, Holy Spirit, come and be the parakletos, okay? And so these are the three things that the Holy Spirit, that we could take from the word parakletos. The first thing is witness, okay? That the word parakletos could have been used as someone who's called into court to defend someone else, okay? So um, they're accused of doing something wrong, but the parakletos comes in and says, wait, hold on. Now, whether they did it or not is not the point. The point is that they're justifying that they don't deserve death. So this is what the Holy Spirit comes in and stands and defends us as a witness, witness to our protection, but also witness to the revelation of God and bringing that to us. Already complicated, but there are another two things. Then there's the Holy Spirit, the Paraklitos, which is the expert who understands the heart of God, understands life, understands the revelation of God so well, that expert that brings the expertise to those who fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And then the third thing, which is also often misinterpreted, is the Holy Spirit, the comforter. Now, the comforter, today we think of it as in sorrow. You know, I'm upset. Oh, it's the Holy Spirit that comes with a, a tissue and wipes away our tears. That's not what it actually means. The comforter probably would be the closest translation. But it's, the word is fortis, which is someone who enables bravery. Someone who gives us strength. You know, when we're in the middle of a war, we're exhausted, we're tired, comes to give us a pep talk and say, hey, in the middle of a basketball game, you can do this. Now, this is how you're going to do it. And we feel pepped up. We feel ready and strong to keep going. And to keep going in what? To keep going in obedience, in love, to keep going in, in, in what John is telling us to do, to obey his commands which sometimes you don't feel like doing. Sometimes you don't have the strength to do. You don't have the, the will to do it. But very often people who don't have the will to obey God and to obey God's commands, for, especially for an extended period of time, are those who have stopped fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, who have stopped um, uh, embracing the, 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 the revelation of God through the Holy Spirit. I have a lot to say, Danny, but I'm going to hand over to you. Just <laughs> sing us a song, say something, because I end up talking too much. I don't mind it when you talk so much, because I just sit here going like, oh, that's really good. Like, yeah. um, like I'm learning so much, which I am. Um, we were talking, though, because Father Rob and I discuss the gospel and what we're going to talk about before we hit record, which is for the best or else yeah. we would literally do the whole podcast. <laughs> um, but there was at one point where you're explaining something, and you're like, so does that make sense? And I was just like, no, yeah, it no, you. it doesn't. <laughs> but that makes a lot more sense. Like, it just sounds 
like this Holy Spirit is just someone that champions us. Like they mm. know what we're called to do. And if we invite them into our lives, then yeah, they're going to do everything in their power, which is infinite, to get us to the end goal, which is heaven, which is obedience, which yes. is love. And which is a difficult journey. It doesn't mean he's going to, the Holy Spirit is going to yeah. make our life easy. Yeah, he's not going to like pick us up and carry us. No, no, exactly. Just come <laughs> on, you can pick though. up the cross. You can die. You can die. You can do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Pick because up your it's cross. It's worth it. Yeah. Just die. <laughs> Like he did for Jesus, you know, like that, like he didn't in Gethsemane, you know, Jesus, Father, take this cup away from me. But it is it is the comfort of the Father, the comfort of the Holy Spirit that allowed him to get to the cross. But also, let me let me talk about obedience as well, because I, I think this is important. Sometimes you see, especially all the, there was this idea of blind obedience. Now, we're called to blind obedience to God. OK, we need to be obedient to God completely obedient to God, whether we understand it, whether we believe it or not, whether we, I mean, I think there are many things, and I'll be honest with you, that I don't understand about the church. I don't understand why the church asks us to do certain things. I'm not going to talk about anything in particular, but there are certain things that I don't understand. But who am I, you see, to to think that I have more wisdom than the church in 2000 years? So there are certain things that I have to obey, and I, I obey that even though I don't understand. I, can I just cut it there? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. And I think with that, um, going back to the scripture, like part of the original writing is that the Holy Spirit will be in you and with you. Mm. And like there's, you know, Bible scholars that have looked at that and concluded that that means that Jesus was saying like with like in you individually, but with you as a church. Yes. So we know as Catholics that the Holy Spirit is guiding the church, which leads to this obedience. Like sometimes there are things that we question, but we know that the Holy Spirit is guiding the people that make those decisions. Yes. But can you imagine how discouraging it would be to live your entire Christian life in just blind obedience? Just walking down, you're thinking, what, what's the point of all of this, you see? And so this is where the Holy Spirit is the expert. You know, the, the, the second thing I said, witness, expert, and comf- comforter. You see, this, the, the expert is, for example, someone, um, an astrologist. You know, an astrologist will look at the sky, and I would look at the sky, but the astrologist would see so much more than I could see, so much more detail, so much more understanding, so much... I think the astrologist will get so much joy, more joy out of looking at the sky than I would. Not that I wouldn't appreciate it, but I, I don't have the understanding. Or, for example, a botanist would look at, at my, my garden, my weeds and uh, the things around. And for me, it's just aesthetic. It's just greens and reds and blues and whatever there is in the garden. But for a botanist, they understand everything. They understand what this weed is going to do to this. They understand how the plants would blend together. They understand the life and the bugs that live in the, in the plants. And so for them, when they look at something, it's just deeper. There's so much more revelation, so much more understanding. That happened to me and my brother in the front yard the other day. <laughs> I, I like sitting out there. It's beautiful. It's sunny. And he was sitting out there with me and I was like, Patty, what's that plant? And he's like, oh, I can't even remember the name. Yeah. It was a green one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then he pointed, he's like, you know, it's the same as that one, though. And he pointed to a completely different tree. I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, they're both green. <laughs> it's like, you're- but yeah, it means nothing to me because they're just green trees. But he knew exactly what color they'd be in autumn and summer and everything about them. And he spends all his free time gardening. And it's the same with your other brother, I suppose, as well, who's <laughs> a pilot. You know, yeah. when they oh. see an airplane, we just see, oh, another airplane. Or maybe we can understand that's a Qantas plane, that's an Emirates yeah. plane or whatever. But they can say, 
Yeah. Liam can hear a plane yeah. and be like, oh, that's a Boeing 737. It's uh, three o'clock in the afternoon, so it's probably going from Melbourne to Brisbane or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. That's all completely wrong, and I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got, like, an invested, like, passion about it. So exactly. he went out of his way and learned. And you see, this is what the Holy Spirit does. When there's this understanding, there's this passion. I love that you use that word, you see, because this is what the Holy Spirit, this is what we need. We need the passion to live this life to the full, to live this Christian life. Because without passion, without drive, without the expert by our side, without revelation, it is so difficult to walk towards holiness. So difficult. Why should I pick up my cross and follow Jesus? Why can't I just stay and just watch other people pick up their crosses? Why? But the revelation, the understanding of the joy of heaven, of the eternity, of, of the aspect of, of, of seeing things out of love, not simply out of obedience, um, out of duty of obedience, but out of love of obedience, then we, we have the drive, we have the passion to keep moving forward. And so this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is the specialist. And through fellowship with the Holy Spirit, we can gain this revelation. Like, whoa, that plant is not equal to that plant. That plane is not equal to that plane. And, and, and that, that fellowship, that revelation of the Holy Spirit gives us the drive to keep going. And this is awesome. This is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And a lot of Christians, a lot of Catholics miss out on this. We miss out on the fellowship with the Holy Spirit through prayer, through speaking, spending time every day with the Holy Spirit. And you see, there's a measurement of, of, of revelation. You cannot be holy without fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You cannot because you'll dry, you'll dry up. And, just, and I just want to put this on a side note. You see, fellowship with the Holy Spirit is where we're going to gain the fruit of the Spirit. Love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of these fruit of the Spirit we can only have through fellowship with the Holy Spirit. But you can still have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Wisdom. You can still have the charismatic gifts. You can still have all of that without fellowship with the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying here is just because you loved the Holy Spirit before, just because you had a relationship, just because you used to fellowship with the Holy Spirit before, doesn't mean you're fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit now. God has given us gifts, but your gifts, your talents, the way you impact people, you being kind and you giving to the poor and you being generous towards others, that is not a measurement of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The measurement of fellowship with the Holy Spirit is obedience, obedience to the command of God and also being able to, to, to love when it's impossible to love, to be patient when it's impossible to be patient, to be kind when it's impossible to be kind. You see, these are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so th th this, is, this only comes through fellowship. We can only, we can only do this through fellowship. We nearly had an appearance of a family member there. <laughs> I know, I was a bit nervous. <laughs> My thing was like, who is in the house? Those of you who are we'll watching on out. video will understand what we're saying. <laughs> Otherwise, if you're listening to this just on the podcast, which is awesome, uh, someone walked into, sort of semi-walked into Almost. Danny's room. <laughs> well, it's probably like past coffee time with mom. Oh, sorry. Soon, soon. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's fine. Yeah, so I think this is the beauty of, of having fellowship Um so we can only get um, have fellowship with God if 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 we spend time with God, make time with the Holy Spirit, 
And but those who are living away from obedience will find it hard to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, to spend time with the Holy Spirit. So it's a cycle. You know, I, I, I obey the commands, therefore I have the strength to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, therefore I have the strength to obey the commands. I, com- I, I confused everyone. But anyway, in my brain, that made perfect sense. For we can second. always blame mum for barging in, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fine. <laughs> but I do think like that Jesus was trying to show like the importance of the action of love, yes. not just the feeling of love. Because he mentioned it at the start, but then he mentions it at the end again, but he like flips it around. So at the start, it's if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And at the end, it's um, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it's him who loves me. Mm. So it's kind of like that, that proof of having that fellowship with the Holy Spirit, that proof of love is by those commandments. Yes. And like, it was important enough for Jesus to mention twice in like five sentences. Yeah, absolutely. Again, so what he's saying is fellowship and revelation are dependent on love and love is dependent on obedience. That's intense. Just like that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the more we obey God, the more we understand God, the more we understand God's heart and his heart for, for, of love for us and his heart of, of love for this world. And also his heart and love for us to spend eternity with him, to be saints. And once we spend time with the Holy Spirit, then we can get the witness, the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the one who, who spurs us on and encourages us to, to keep going. But who is this Holy Spirit? This Holy Spirit, let's talk. But Danny, uh, even on Instagram, I, 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 saw, <laughs> I saw someone who was missing your songs. I think we need, we need a song. Okay, well, the only one I've got is actually like a Pentecost song. Oh. So we're just going to, we're a couple of weeks early, but that's all right. Um, and it's one that we learned in primary school. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yep. Pentecost, oh Pentecost, all is gained and nothing lost. When the spirit came, everyone was saved. Problem, they tried to <laughs> rhyme saved with came and they're completely different words. That's but nice. anyway, it's it's accurate. You know, That's really came. nice. Next yeah, week, yeah, maybe thanks. I'll bring my guitar and we'll do one with the guitar. <laughs> thanks. We did have a Christian singer come to our primary school and I won $2 on Who Wants to Be a $2 Air by naming four of the apostles. Wow. I know, it was a big moment in my grade two life. That's amazing. Talking about school experiences, my mum, you know, Mother Teresa, my mum went to school in London, in England. Um, but you know, Mother Teresa visited my mother's school when, when she was when young. When she was there. Mm. That's and so not cool. only that, um, when she was talking to the whole assembly of students, like maybe 400, 500 kids. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just taking this number. Um, but she called my mother and my mother throughout the whole talk sat on Mother Teresa's lap throughout what? the whole talk. <laughs> Okay, um, just because I won two dollars, you didn't have to like. No, I know. I just brought it to mine. But that's, <laughs> that's amazing, though. It is amazing, what? but there are no photos. You, no. But yeah, and my mother completely forgot about it, and someone just reminded her. But you know, you just forget what? about it. Yeah, that's amazing. It is amazing. But anyway, well, it's Mother's Day next weekend, yes. and this time last year, I was with your mum for Mother's Day. Hey, yeah. there you go. I have to send her some. I have to send her some flowers, but don't tell you her. You did lot. Yeah, okay. I did last year. I sent her flowers every year. Oh, cute. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, I went and visited her last year, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, that's a cool story. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Who's the Holy Back Spirit? Danny, we talked about what the Holy Spirit does, but who is the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Third person? Yeah, third person of the Trinity. And it's just very confusing because I guess... 
in like cartoons and whatnot, there is like a cartoon or even like real life depictions of like God as a human. And then obviously Jesus as a human, like we can kind of picture them as a person. Like Mm -hmm. God is the big white beard, old man. Mm -hmm. Jesus is Jesus. But no one depicts the Holy Spirit as a person, Mm -hmm. but it is the third person of the Trinity. Yes, because they depict the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is depicted as as what the the Holy Spirit does, the fire, you know, and and quickens us and and gives us the, the passion. You know, the dove, the comforter, the peacemaker, and the Holy Spirit living water also the, mm. the, who refreshes us. But what about who is the Holy Spirit? Like you said, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And the, uh, what is a person? Well, my question is, what would the Holy Spirit look like if it was a person? Well, if like you had to draw it as a person, would it be a man, a woman? Like, what would it be? Well, I'd, would wait, be? there's <laughs> there's a lot there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. But I'd I'd say the whole we have a person. A person is not equal to a human being. Okay, mm-hmm. a person is someone who has a personality. What they look like, what they, I, I would depict them the same as Jesus because it is the same spirit of the Father. So I would say the Father looks exactly like the Son, who looks exactly like the Holy Spirit. They're all looking. They all look the same. But it doesn't mean that the God the Father has ten fingers and ten toes. It doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit has two ears and two nostrils. It doesn't mean it could could not and i believe that there could be some depiction of that because we are created in the image of god but we're ve- we have a very finite um image we- we're sort of of god is so much bigger so much greater but also the holy spirit so the holy spirit is the spirit of jesus now as a human being jesus was a human being was a male so the scriptures talk about the holy spirit being the male and addresses the holy spirit as he i will send you an advocate and he will be your comforter okay so the the holy spirit now many people we cannot get stuck on the language the idea in scripture of the holy spirit as a male whether it would be written differently today or not it doesn't matter but let's take scripture as it is the scripture depicted the Holy Spirit as a male because the male was the one who provided. The male was the one who gave and protected. Now, today's society, yes, that is a bit different, but that is what the aspect, the poetic aspect that was given that the Holy Spirit was a male, the provider, the protector, the comforter, okay, in time of need. And as we heard, the comforter is the one who gives the pep talk, who keeps us going. But let's go to the Old Testament. And people say, but the Old Testament, wait, hold on. The Holy Spirit, um, when we talk about the, in the Book of Wisdom, it's addressed as as she. But not quite, you see, because that... I'm just talking about a scripture, okay? Um, the, because wisdom is one of the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, not the Holy Spirit, okay? So wisdom, yes, is addressed as, as, as someone who's... Um, there the, um, gives us wisdom, the wisdom as a woman who is sort of poetically again is saying that, but that is not equal to the Holy Spirit because there was definition and a deeper understanding of the Holy Spirit as being the Spirit of Jesus later on in the New Testament. So what am I saying here? This is the scriptural interpretation. Now the Holy Spirit is not a sexual being in a sense doesn't have male or female because god is transcendent god is transcendent okay so much bigger there's the fullness of femininity there's the fullness of masculinity in all of the trinity okay now that was manifest 
Um, Jesus was manifest as a human, uh, as a male, again, probably because of society, who knows? Anyway, before I get into any heresy here. Um, but this is the uh, aspect, the Holy Spirit, male or female. I tend to address the Holy Spirit as, um, I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. And I try to define the Holy Spirit as um, Holy Spirit said. And so this is, and there's my doorbell going, but I'm not going to answer it. But yes, so this is the um, Holy Spirit is this be beautiful Spirit of God that encourages, but is a person. And because the Holy Spirit is a person, that means they have a personality. That means that we um, can have a relationship with them. That means we can have fellowship with them. And because of fellowship, we can have revelation. Make sense? Yeah. <laughs> Did I lose you there? You're thinking, oh. Dads. I've got follow-up questions, but I don't know how to word them yet. Yeah, just, so just, just blurt okay. them out. <laughs> well, okay. So relationship, that's mm -hmm. something that humans can understand. And I guess when we speak about having a relationship with Jesus, it's, under it's easier to understand because you're like, okay, he manifests as a human as a 30-something-year-old male when mm -hmm. he was doing his ministry. Um, I have three brothers. There's someone at the door still, but I'm not going to answer. Yeah. Okay. So I have three brothers. I love my brothers. We've got the best relationship. So I can imagine a relationship with a human Jesus like that, mm -hmm. but the Holy Spirit doesn't have human thinking personality traits. Yeah. Does that make well, sense? Well, yeah. So, uh, so it's, you so can. I guess it's harder to kind of imagine what a relationship with someone that we don't... Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I do understand that, but I okay. think under understanding fellowship with the Holy Spirit is about speaking and listening. It's about stopping and enjoying the presence and allowing sort of the embrace of the Holy Spirit. Now you can, because we, again, we're limited to space and time to relationships, the human relationships we have here on on this earth. But we need to become more heavenly minded, more spiritual minded. And just this is a person like who gets stuck in relationships and trying to relate to a male or a female is a human being because we that's the way we understand relationships. That's the way we're brought up in love. That, that's the way we're held. That's the way also we were uh, sort of betrayed in love. For example, people who were abused by a male or by their father or something like that or had a mother who was abusive, it's difficult for them to relate to um, the Holy Spirit as, as a loving father or to uh, embrace the Mary, for example, as a loving mother. So these are the things that God is bigger than that. But also we're very much conditioned by our human relationships. And this is why it is our responsibility as fathers, as mothers, it is our responsibility as other human beings to reflect the love of the Father. Because you see, this, the way we relate to others can eternally affect their relationship with God. And that's a massive responsibility, eh? So we are sort of representations of the relationship of the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I answered your question there. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. There you go. I'm, so you got the dog featuring, you got the doorbell <laughs> yeah. featuring, but that's all part of home isolation recording. It's mm, fun. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any other questions? And if you have questions, anyone, Check please send um, 
please send your questions in. We're happy maybe to take a Q&A session at the end of our podcast as well. Podcast at frgministry.com and also social media at um, Catholic Influencers underscore. And please be in touch and ask or at FRG Ministry as well. I do have another question. Yes. Just checking my notes. So going back to the scripture, like love, obedience, commandments, like all of that. And then you mentioned that people can still have the gifts of the spirit. Yes. Even if they're not in that fellowship. So, you know, if God gives us a gift, he's not going to quickly take it off us. It is a gift. It is ours. He gave that to us. But then you mentioned the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, is that an indicator that you are in fellowship, in relationship with the Holy Spirit? Like if you're not, would you still have the fruit of the spirit? Well, it's difficult to maintain the fruit of the spirit. I'm not talking about the feeling of love, but bringing the, do people see the love of Jesus in you? Do people, oh. are, are people encouraged in kindness and goodness and in, in, in fellowship even with the Holy Spirit? So it will continue probably for a while um, if you don't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit, but I think then you lose the drive for it. You lose the drive of pointing to Jesus. You lose the drive of of wanting Jesus to be glorified in your life. And so it will eventually fade and people will see that, people will note that because it becomes more about you and less about the Holy Spirit. Even our gifts will become more about us and less about glorifying God. So fellowship with the Holy Spirit keeps us pointing towards Jesus, glorifying Jesus, honoring Jesus in our lives. And this is only possible again with ongoing fellowship. It doesn't mean that you miss the day of prayer. Oh my goodness, therefore, I'm no longer pointing to the Holy Spirit. No, it's just the, the, your whole life. Is it based on fellowship with God, revelation of God, or is it based on selfishness, of, on pride, and, and on uh, an absence of the presence of God? So there you go. Thank you. Uh, I'm all out of questions. Yes. <laughs> it's a fun little private Q&A question with my boss. <laughs> so, okay. So I'll hand over to you, Danny. To, you would like to conclude this and let us know, let the, uh, know how we can, can support the ministry and also keep us going uh, during this time of isolation. Yeah. So thank you for listening today. Um, please head over to YouTube and watch the video as well. You can see all of my panicked faces as Father Rob's explaining something that has gone over my head. Um, but yeah, we love making these podcasts for you. So we do ask that you get in touch and let us know how else, you know, we can minister to you because that's what it's all about. It's not just so I can have a little Q and a session with my boss. Um, but we also have these amazing benefactors that do support us in this on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash FIG ministry. And they kind of give ongoing and we give them benefits and gifts and stuff as well. A couple of weeks ago, we gave them a little acoustic EP from you, Father Rob, as well as all the resources we make, they get for free. But their generosity helps us continue to make these resources. So please consider that. And yeah, get in touch because we really like you. If you have any song suggestions that actually <laughs> rhyme, that would also be great because uh, saved and came, I still stand by that that shouldn't have ever been made. But that's okay. <laughs> so the, the uh, song requests for Danny, um, we're, mm. we're happy to do that. Also head over to YouTube if you're listening to this on the podcast um, yeah. and you can watch this, the video here. So YouTube, do we have a YouTube page? YouTube.com yeah, forward slash FRG Ministry. FRG Ministry. So head over there um, and subscribe we to also the channel. Have, we also have your homilies from your Sunday Masses. Yes. So, every so if you 
Yeah, if you don't want to watch like the whole mass, yeah, if you're a few days late and you watch a different one, but you really want to hear a great homily, then we've just like sectioned out the homilies as well. So those, are, yeah. So we'll continue to provide resources for you there. But anyway, I think this podcast is pretty long, so we're going <laughs> to conclude this. Um, thank you we're so much. We're starved for human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> That's rock. right. But thank you for your for listening. I hope there has been some kind of thirst instilled in your heart to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. May God bless you. And please be in touch. And um, we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.